And you're with Pastor Troy right here on the dock, on the dock. Dot .org every Tuesday and Thursday, all about episodes that will change your life every Tuesday and Thursday. And our mission credo statement is to have conversations around this table here, beautiful cottonwood table here, sitting on the dock here uh, with Pastor Troy. Conversations to propel your faith out of the shallows and into the deep. And you can watch us on any of our different channels. YouTube is our primary video channel, Spotify and iTunes, audio channels. You can also go find us also on Google Play. Facebook, Roku, Rumble, and SermonNet. You can find us on any of those, but we'd love to hear from you. We have social media partners, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Getter, and um, Telegram. I forgot almost the last one. I started off a week. Getting rusty. So, so yeah, rusty. Five social media places you can interact. Just talk to us about this episode. See, see something you like, want to find out more about something, ask those questions. We are monitoring that. Our executive producer, Donna Kurnuski, she watches that, and I watch that, and we'd love to have a conversation with you about what's going on. When you find us, wherever you find us, Spotify, iTunes, uh, uh, wherever you find us, Go hit subscribe, hit like, hit notify. That way, every time we drop an episode, it will tell you we just dropped one. If you're if you're subscribed on on YouTube and you hit subscribe and you hit like, it'll tell you every time we put up a podcast. Every t- it'll, it'll, if you're on Spotify, it'll drop it into your phone if you want it to. So it's pretty cool. So make a comment, add, add things. They like it when you chat with us. It bumps us up on their list, and you're helping us out that way. You can also go to Patreon. Download the Patreon app. You can also link there through our website. We'll give that to you in a minute. You can go to Patreon site. There's four ways you can be a partner of the show. We'd love to have you be as a partner. We're trying to add a couple more cameras, some more mics, some more uh, you know, j- jingles and jangles. And when you're a partner with us, you help us do that. There's also three levels of sponsorship. If you have a Christian business organization or whatever, you can be a sponsor of this show, and we'll do a show on you. And we'll, we'll, we'll do some stuff with you. And also, we'll mention you regularly. There's different levels of sponsorship. Go to Patreon, download the app. You'll see those four levels of partnership, three levels of sponsorship. And you can end up with one of these coffee mugs here. Like here, right? Coffee mugs. And we got other stuff that we'll give you if you really do well. And we'd love to have you as a partner. We have a brand new partner in season three, slnt.com, promo code OTD. Go to that right now. Go to slnt.com, promo code OTD, and get your Faraday bag. Let me show you this right here, right here. He'll bring it back in a second. See that Faraday bag? My phone is in there. I got to tell Ray here, we'll introduce Ray formally in a minute, but Ray, Ray's a, for, a retired state police guy. Uh, we, we, we have this season's our first advertisement for a company, and they do these Faraday bag stuff. We were in here doing an episode for season three, that's not released yet, closed room. You know we're in a closed room right now. We talked about a joke on something in here. He made a joke about J.G. Wentworth. I talked about however all Christians today don't want to earn stuff. They want their stuff now. You know, uh-huh. I want my stuff now. And oh. he, he started singing the J.G. Wentworth jingle. I want my money and I want my money now. So we all started singing it. We were on the show, and about 3 o'clock in the morning, she starts getting Google advertisement from J.G. Wentworth. Why? Because she didn't put her phone in airplane mode or turn it off. Mm-hmm. She left her phone on a vibrant mode because she wants to be in. She wants to do stuff, you know, play Candy Crush and stuff while we're on show. So, <laughs> Don't so, do that. so her phone heard him start that and us talk about it. She started getting advertising for it. Well, we came in to shoot the next day. We had another day of shooting, and I said, "You won't believe what you did, Colt. When you did that, JG, we're now getting bombarded because they're listening to us in here. Yes, we didn't even release the episode, and it's out. Okay, so." I talked about it, but I forgot I hadn't put my phone in airplane mode. Guess who gets advertising at 3 o'clock in the morning the next day? Me. Me. I'm getting it. Mm-hmm. So we're everybody's getting J.G. Wentworth stuff. So we're realizing this. And then the next day, I get an ad. I get an ad call from SLNT, and they said, um, we sell Faraday bags, so we can't get this information to talk to you about it. Would wow. you like Google to quit listening? Would you like to represent our product? We heard you. Uh, 
have a problem. And so they sell all kinds of bags, key fob guards, things you can put your things in when you're traveling to airports so that it becomes a mini Faraday bag. And they have all kinds of different sizes and devices. And we are now a partner sponsor with them Very because nice. uh, they, you know how they marketed to us? They got us from Google and said, do you want to quit them from listening to you? And we said, that, yes. That's just an awesome that, marketing strategy. Yeah, isn't yes. that awesome? Yes. So we have a whole commercial about it. We're running it season three. So go to www.slnt.com backslash discount backslash OTD. And we actually benefit. We can get that extra camera. Mike, if you buy a few of these folks today, key fobs, dry bags, backpacks, laptop sleeves, they have all kinds of other stuff. We'll talk to you more about that. Watch our commercial. Maybe at the end of the episode, I'll play that commercial. Go we to on the doc.org. What's that? We didn't realize either that people can get your car from the porch that they can scan they can your scan your fob. fob people can scan your fob and then get your car from yes. your porch and start your car yeah you know that because you you're, you're police right, but, you would know, but we didn't know we that. had no idea and then when you go through these foreign we traveled to foreign airports and we were in a mcdonald's and, and, we, and there were people bouncing around the seats behind people we saw them and we thought i think they're scam, skimming numbers so we put our phones in airplane mode real quick and we heard them say we can't get anything off them and they moved to the next table this is just in Andalusia going to yeah. Florida. They're catching people in the tourist zone because they know from there to Birmingham's a dead zone and from, from Andalusia to Destin, there's a dead zone. And they know by the time you get to that dead zone, they've cleaned your credit cards off because you're going on vacation. Yeah. They're yeah. sitting there fishing in a fishing hole for your stuff. So we've learned that if you want to be sure, you know, you can't, you can't do it all the time because you can't use your phone if it stays in Faraday bag. Yeah. But there's places where you feel un, uh, uncomfortable with it or you don't want it, stick it in there. You can have a key fob purse, pop it in there. And not all of it's a key fob on the purse. It'll tell you this pocket's for that. The wrist pocket is safe. So go check that out on the doc.org. Go to our website. You can get all the links to all of our platforms and you can find out about all of our partners. Email us if you got questions at info at on the doc.org. And uh, we're excited. I got myself on the set today. Got Mother Beth up and going, ready to go today. Mother Beth, you're looking good. Hair's a little darker than your your, your new shot for three, season three. Look at that. Your it hair. Is? No, your hair's dark and that hair's light. Your 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 PR shot. Well, Can you show winter. her PR shot? Show her PR shot that we got up. See that? That's that? summer. That's my beach oh, hair. Oh, God. I can't get, we, we have brand new photos for season three. Brand new photos. We got Colt Kurtoski over there on Tech, Tech Ninja today. Colt, how you doing? Colt's on camera and mic, aren't you? I am. You are yes. fantastic. So you, you can ask questions today, too, as well. And uh, we mentioned Donna. Donna's not in, in room today, but Donna's our executive producer. And uh, she'll be glad to get back with you on things. We are in a series that we're doing in season three. We're doing multiple people. We're featuring different programs and organizations and businesses. We're calling it Taking It to the Streets Spotlight. And so today we're spotlighting extreme exigency. So we're going to get into that. That's a big word, you extreme exigency. Try that again. Say that exigency. 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 Extreme exigency. We're going we're gonna to do this together. I'm going to say extreme. Beth, you're going to say extreme exigency. Oh, yeah. All day. Do yeah, yeah, yeah. Ray, Ray will do it. Ray's, Ray's gone from being our guest to our co-host today. Yeah, so so we have, we have to give him two mugs at the end of the day. All right. In this first episode, taking it to the streets, we're going to talk about that's your, I know you're retired state police, but we wanted to use your professional retired photo, your retired, retired Illinois state police um, founder and owner of Extreme Exigency. Exigency. Yeah. It doesn't want to work in my... I never get tongue-tied or anything. And well, this one's good. That's a tough one. <laughs> Benton, out of Benton, Illinois, but really just all over Southern Illinois. Anywhere you go in Southern Illinois, you just look for uh, the home of the armed barbers, and everybody knows where to find Ray Miner and his team. So in this part one, we're going to do a little bit of background, a little bit of just overall spotlight, and a little bit about the ethos behind it. We're going to do a couple episodes today, uh, and, and you'll be able to stay with us on Tuesday and Thursday and hear all those at home or wherever you're driving today. And we're going to get deeper into this in episode two. We'll talk a little bit more about the, what's going on in society today and, and the need to be ready for this extreme 
exigency moment, right, 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 and the need and, and the next steps and and how you can get ready for to be ready yourself. He's going to talk to you about that, and then we're going to also talk a little bit about the Christian perspective on it. You're thinking, why is a pastor, why is an on the dock Christian organization doing a spotlight on on responsible gun ownership? Well, I want to be a responsible gun owner. I want to be a responsible yeah. handler of that gun, and and I can just show you the Bible's full of places where it's proper to protect and defend your household. The Lord wants us to protect our. He family. does. And, I can and show and you biblical. Flock, so. I can show you where the Bible. The, Jesus Himself assigned His disciples when they went out to get a sword so that they could protect themselves. Yes. We're not to be offensive to other people, but to be defensive and prepared in season and out of season is part of that. So we'll talk about that, help you get a better biblical model for that. And there's really no better person than Ray Meyer. Ray, Ray's been fantastic. So Ray, welcome to On the Dock here. We've got you here. I'm excited. I am so blessed to be here, Troy. I thank you for letting me come and uh, be part of your podcast. Well, we got him off. I mean, he 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 he's a, he he runs this business. He's a barber these days as well. He's off on Mondays, so we're in the studio on a Monday. I got him on a day off, and I told him it's only fair that I get his one day off because preachers only work the one day Sunday. So, so we're kind of balancing things out. Got Mother Beth in the studio. It's Monday. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Okay. It's Tuesday. I'm sorry. I got football. you on Tuesday. Golly. Yes. No football has this messed up. The whole. I know you don't care. You think it's a Tuesday or Thursday, but my Steelers got eliminated yesterday, so it dates this episode. But I'm I'm having a, just a mental moment. All today. four of our family's All, teams were eliminated this week. Philadelphia Eagles are cheered for by our daughter-in-law. Miami by one of my sons. Uh, Dallas by another one of my daughters. And the Steelers. All four got eliminated. We're we're zero and four losers. <laughs> We have no <laughs> pony in the race ahead, Ray. Uh, your your beautiful wife, uh, Stacy's not with us, but I want to throw her picture up because actually I think she's the better of the two. Um, I have to agree. And <laughs> I reach out to her for more things than that. Uh, Ray taught me how to shoot a gun, his team did, but Stacy keeps me licensed, keeps me equipped, and every time I yes. have a question. I, I was going in to meet with Ray uh, to talk to him i was literally parked at his shop getting ready to walk in when she called me she could just sense i was present and uh, she is fantastic uh, i probably heard you outside talking on the yeah. phone yeah ray tell us a little bit about your background just a little bit about you and how you got to be uh this founder and owner of this incredible uh organization well uh i'm a 30-year law enforcement officer i retired actually four months short of 30 years uh but uh being a, a predator guru or being at uh a uh, safety education individual or somebody who teaches that I don't know that that was my original thought that I would be in life I didn't originally think that I would ever be I didn't graduate high school thinking I was going to be in law enforcement that really was, no not, not at all not at all in fact uh, I started out when I first uh, left high school I was a mining technology major wow that's a big change yeah huh. everybody and uh, every adult male in my family uh, for the most part worked in the mining industry and I thought that was the direction I was going to go uh, I was young. I got married young, uh, right out of high school, and uh, we had two little boys. And uh, uh, in uh, February, excuse me, November fourth of nineteen eighty three, my life changed. Uh, my son was killed. My oh youngest my. son, uh, and uh, he was actually killed by his babysitter. Oh my! God. And uh, immediately, I was thrust into a system that I didn't understand. I didn't know anything about, uh, and. Uh, I changed my major in, high, in uh, college. I went from a mining technology major to a criminal justice major. Uh, immediately uh, started changing my direction, thinking that the Lord had sent me down a path. that Because uh, the Lord uses everything, even tragedy, for good. Absolutely. For those who love the Lord. And uh, 
where I'm uh, from that, I be, I went into, to uh, the criminal justice program at Rim Lake. I, uh, from that point on, I got my first job in law enforcement as a city of Benton police officer, the same department that actually investigated my son's uh, my son's violent incident, wow. and uh, ended up working for the same the chief who actually was the investigator in the in the case uh, at the time. So uh, from then, I just uh, I started thinking I wanted to spend the rest of my life. I think the Lord wanted me to set me on a mission uh, to uh, just spend the rest of my life doing everything I possibly could to keep other families from going through what I'd went through. Yeah. Wow. And uh, I've had a blessed career, a wonderful career, being able to do that. Uh, I do thank the Lord. Uh, I think it's also a, it's a blessing for me. My daughter keeps saying, why do I keep doing it? And uh, I think one, uh, you know, for any family member who's lost, a, any individual who's lost a child, uh, they'll tell you that you, uh, you don't want their memory to go. Right. Well, keep remembering well I, I, think, right. I, I, I think what's powerful about that is being police, <clears throat> You make us safe, but but you've you've gone beyond that, and 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 you've equipped people to be safe. So even beyond your ability to be there, get your car there, to be there to protect us, you're in Benton. I'm the pastor in Marion, Illinois. My almost everybody that carries a gun in my church or is armed in my church. Both my security teams has been trained by your team or you, and. I'm probably the safest pastor in Southern Illinois other than maybe your pastor, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and because, because, and our people are generally safe and, and it doesn't mean something can't happen. It just means we are, we are on the lookout yeah. for it. We're not going to be victims that easily. I always tell people, um, this church, if you come in here and try to do something at this church, we will return fire. Yeah. <laughs> you know, th this is not the church. And we've even had the local law enforcement has, we had a guy one time that was out here breaking in our, um, you're going to appreciate this. He was breaking in out here at 1130 at night. I walked across the parking lot. I saw a guy out there behind the, um, behind our stage. I thought it was one of our guys probably neating something up. We were working on it. Next thing you know, I see his truck up here. I walked across the parking lot on Thursday night, got over to the house, kind of looked out and thought that guy just moved to the, to the shed. And I thought, what's up with that? And so I got my, um, I couldn't really see him well. And I finally decided somebody's not good. So I called the 911 and said, I think I've got somebody here robbing stuff. I think they're taking wire or something out there. Can't really tell. They said, well, what do they look like? I said, well, I can't see him. It's dark at night. It's 11 it's, he's got a truck of some sort. So give me a second. And then I'm in my office and I have hanging in my office, my 30 out six with my scope on it. I said, just one second. So I grabbed my scope and I put it up and, and I looked through the scope and said, oh, it's a white guy with a beard. Yeah, he's got an orange truck. Yeah he's, yeah, he's got my wire in his truck. He's, he's moved over here. They said, I, I gave the description of the 911 operator. She said, well, how can you see it now? I said, well, I'm looking at him through my 30 out 6 scope. And she says, oh, that's fine. Just one second. I said, officer, just to let you know, the pastor's uh, got so-and-so and so-and-so, -and, -so, and he's viewing him right now through his 30 out 6 scope. So the, the officers come in. I mean, they came in hot in the parking lot. They cornered the guy up. They had the guy slam down on the car. And finally, 911 calls me. She says, you can hang up. Then she calls me back. She says, the officers would like you to come out and personally identify this person. And I'm thinking, I just was afraid, right? I was afraid it was going to be somebody from our church. I was afraid it was going to be somebody's kid from our church. Because yeah. yeah. who knows to go? I was like, oh, God, this is going to be bad. So I go out there. I have my personal firearm on my side. As I come across the parking lot, I holler at the officer. says, I'm coming out. And I, I am personally carrying a weapon. And they said, oh, that's fine. We're not worried about that. You know, it's fine with that. So they get me out there. They say, hey, is this the guy? I said, yeah, that's the guy. And, th and they look at the guy and they said, this is right. This is Marion Police Department. They said, 
are you stupid? Do you know anything about this church? Do you not watch anything? Do you understand this church has everybody trained to shoot? This is the church that does the extreme exigency just in case stuff. Everybody here, this pastor's well-equipped. And do you know how he was watching you? Through his 30 out six, you could be down on the ground right now. Do you understand that? The guy's just trembling, you know. They got his crack pipe on his roof. They've got money there, stuff he's stolen, slammed down. And uh, the dude, so that's how they introduce us. They said, You're the, we're that church where everybody's trained to shoot. He said, boy, I'd pick another church to rob, not this one. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, yeah. So I, I have to say, he went, they put him in, he got out. The next night they rearrested him at Ameren, stealing wire from Ameren. Yeah. The guy came by and said, well, we had to arrest that guy a second night in a row, but he didn't come back to your church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I, I cannot imagine how many people you've given freedom and liberty to, and, and even awareness. You have made, to be honest with you, you've made places cre- creepy for us. Um, because yeah, taking I think awareness is a big part of it. Yeah. I think that. You just park seeing, and jump in and go you're in. You're seeing that more and more because. Yeah. You keep you know. us from going in parking places. And, and when, like, when you have to go like, to St. Louis to go to like park in the Coliseum there, and then you have to walk through that dark alley through all those bums and stuff. We're like, all this is bad. <laughs> you know, yeah. you've caused us not to be comfortable where we shouldn't be comfortable. Well, that's, and that's a good thing. <laughs> right. You know, and, and part of it, that's part of it. You know, if we go through life being fearful all the time, we're already a victim. Yeah. Right. yeah. So we need to know that. And, and also if you're fearful from life and fearful of everybody, you won't know the exact times when you should be fearful. Right. But, so, but I think that's a culmination of what you've offered in your life. And I can't imagine how many people, if that's our experience alone, I know that's true for so many more. So tell us in your background. So, so how did you get from state police into, you know, kind of to here today to, to, to this extreme well, exercise? Uh, again, uh, it was, it was a, uh, there was a path the Lord sent me, sent me through. You know, uh, when I went to serve at the city of Benton, I uh, was there for a short time. Uh, whenever that was asked to, to be part of the D.A.R.E. program, D.A.R.E. was coming up. Mm-hmm. And I thought then that that was uh, an opportunity that I could educate young family members, young chil- children, teach them how to fire or drug awareness. And it sort of sent me in that safety education path that maybe I could keep, you know, if we can keep children off of drugs, we can keep families from uh, suffering the loss of a child or a young adult. There's a lot of education right. in, in police work that people don't understand. Yes. It's not just riding around the car. Yeah. It's not just doing investigations. So It's a lot uh, of preventive stuff. Yeah, so right. I got, got involved in that and uh, ended up teaching uh, uh, for the city of Benton. I later left and went to another police department and then the sheriff's department. And before it was all over with, I'd taught there in every single school in Franklin County. Wow. To a tune of about 5,200 students throughout that's the amazing. program. Wow, that's uh, great. In fact, people come up to me to this day and they say, hey, I remember you as my D.A.R.E. officer and stuff like that, yeah. and, which is a good feeling considering I only had them for one day a week for 16 weeks. It had an impact. Yeah. yeah, yeah had you know, I mean, there, there are kids out there that don't remember who their third grade teacher was. Right. Absolutely. Right. You know, Absolutely. That, or their fifth grade teacher. So to, to say that, that uh, that really is. I remember all the ones that back in the day paddled me. Yeah. I remember all them. Miss Ketchum. Yeah. They left an impact. Miss Crawford. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Principal Sellers. Yeah. The rest of them I don't remember. Yeah. So uh, a real impact. (laughs) Uh, But uh, then I went from there to uh, when I went to serve the state police, I was there for a short time and uh, a position came open pretty much in the same thing in the safety education, crime, violent crime prevention mode. And uh, I was asked to take that position. And uh, I was already, you know, from, from my past, I'd already been studying predators and teaching things, how to, how to be aware, how to be safe. And, you know, uh, things that, uh, you know, that I had missed, you know, uh, like I said, my daughter tells me all the time, you know, and I mentioned it earlier, she 
And by the way, I've been so blessed because, you know, after the loss of my son, the Lord blessed me with three beautiful girls and wow. stuff. So uh, I really have been. Uh, so, and that, and that probably wouldn't have happened, you yeah. know, had, uh, had that not happened. Cause that's, that's uh, amazing. But, uh, uh, and, but I get, I tell her, I said, you know, some of the things I teach, like denial and not being able to imagine somebody doing something and stuff, those were things that I did. And had I known those things, but I tell people when I do the Predator's Playbook presentation, I say, the things I'm going to share with you today, had I known them. I'm popping that up right now. No rules. Predator Playbook. Yeah. I, you've got this look, and then you've got this one look, too. Yeah. And I always like that, that creepy dude in the back. That's how we feel when we walk places today. You've taught us to look at the creepy places yeah. and not walk in creepy places. Well, and, and again, if... if uh, if you're in, if you walk through your life all the time and you're afraid, you're already a victim. But so, if you so, if you notice, the, even if you have to walk through the creepy, if you're already aware of the creep, it kind of disarms them a bit. They're does. like they're not able to jump you. Well, and, and and by being aware, you're already sending them a signal that you know I'm not I'm not a victim. And and, and right. watching you. And I've right. noticed I've already when, got my eye on you. And yeah. I notice when mom goes through Mother Beth here goes through those creepy places and she can't avoid that. She slides her hand inside her specially designed purse and and wraps her hands around things you've trained her to use very well yes or and i so, just remember the attitudes like you know just walk like you know where you're going and you yes. know yeah Be confident and, yeah. and it does give you a, a sense of confidence it does whenever you know when what to look for and what not to look and for. what's right. what's right. crazy is and you do a lot of firearm training but but all of our children you've come out and he's done out he's done training at our church and we've had for part of your work, we've had all of our non-firearm part. We've had yeah. almost everybody here go through your first part. Yeah, and the Predator's Playbook is that first part. You yeah, know, it's not even part. about the firearm. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's about it's, awareness. Yeah, it is completely about the conflict we avoid is the one we win. You know, uh, the shooting situation we avoid is the one we win. And it's about, uh, you know, denial. I mean, you know, uh, in my, my career, you know, I've sit across the table from people who have been victims of violent crimes. My family was a victim of a violent crime. And what happens when you hear people say, I wish I'd have recognized this before it happened, or I wish I would have noticed this before, you know, whatever bad, whatever it's violent happened. The thing is, is they, they did notice it or they wouldn't be able to recall it. Yeah. So, yeah, but, and, and I, I agree. And, and we have had something happen in our family in the past couple of years where we thought we never would have imagined. No, but we can look back and we do see things yes that we knew but at the same time you don't you don't want to be judgmental no. you don't want to be well and and, and you be, know being a christian and and you know you, we want to see the best in people right. exactly and that's what's burned us a few times <coughs> excuse me we but we do want, we want to see the best in people and we have a tendency to relate sometimes charm and niceness with goodness you know, yeah, and uh, sometimes that's not the case. And being the predator's right. playbook side, we'll get deeper. This is light side, but it's more like like being aware of your exposure and limiting exposure. Yeah, li li and recognizing when you're vulnerable, when you're not. Well, let me ask yeah. you. I I'll but come you back. Can't, to I, I, what I was going to say about that is, as Christians, we can't feel guilty uh, for the rest of our lives for missing those things. No, we can't. You know, and yeah. and Jesus doesn't want us to to carry that guilt. That's, but you took a you took the a fact very is you you might have noticed some things, but you. Well, yeah, it happened. But yeah, you, you also know, took a it, difficult situation and learned from it, and it you you've grown a whole kind of southern only industry out of it that's really helping families. Your painful moment has changed other people because of what you learned, yeah. and now you're teaching other people from that 
inspiration. Yeah, I, I had a, and it was it was a, a, an amazing compliment I felt uh, because of just the way it went. Uh, but uh, the, the past state's attorney Terry Green, who is still a practicing law law attorney, but he was the state's attorney at the time that, that prosecuted mm-hmm. that. And he said, Ray, he said, you know, a lot of people would have taken that tragedy and let it destroy their lives. Yes. And he said, not only have you turned your, changed your life and your goal, but you have the thousands of lives that you've touched. Yes. Because of that. Yes. And, and I'll be honest that uh, whenever I look at, I mean, even the people that have been put in my path and the things that the Lord has done throughout the course of my life, it's just been one thing after another mm-hmm. uh, from even, uh, with my, when I struggled with forgiveness and different mm-hmm. things like that, oh, yeah. the, the Lord put things in place for me that told me that said, Ray, you know, this is what I'm asking of you. Right. And, uh, you know, the thing is, is, uh, sometimes we don't follow well. No, <laughs> no right. No, I, I no, no, we're I'm guilty of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, but, absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, and, for, and forgiveness is, is a tough thing. It is. Whenever you've been a victim of a violent crime or your family yeah. has been. So, uh, but, uh, the Lord has been, continues to work in me and continues to work, uh, uh, and that, and this is uh, I had a pastor one time. We was down in uh, in Alabama, and we was visiting a church, and his uh, his sermon was just about that how people's stories stay alive, and how you know even though they're gone, they're continuing to impact lives. And uh, I thought that's my son, right? He, he oh, absolutely. Said, he, and that's the way to make it yeah. positive. Well, yes. I think I think as Christians, and I'm gonna I'm, and the fact is, your son is in the arms of Jesus. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know? The one person who loved him more than I did. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yes. and, and interesting, we follow as Christians, we we follow a Savior that that laid down his life in his prime, per, a perfect person, um, at 33. Yes. Laid down his life for us. Your son's life has probably transformed through the inspiration of his death to you. A significant number of lives, you know. Yeah, oh yeah. And 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 how many of us, you know, as followers of Christ, we're called to lay down our lives for each other. I, I'm so glad it wasn't it wasn't wasted. It it was an offering. Yeah. And you know, it could have been. I don't think God wants this to happen. I don't believe God causes this to happen. Choice causes. Oh, no. Choice no. causes. But when we take something bad and we turn it from lemons to, to lemonade, I think God is glorified in it. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and I think that, that and, and of course, the other side of my, my, my business is the, the barber shop and the armed barbers yeah. in the college. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, every single day I have people that come into my shop that have lost children Mm-hmm. Uh, or lost a son or a daughter, and uh, I'm allowed to. I'm able to pray for them. I'm able to talk to them, and I have no doubt that that's been part. That's part of it too. Right. You know that uh, I said our our little shop has become such a ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and it, it's not not you know we're we're five miles out in the country. Right. You know, so yeah. when somebody comes to us, literally the Lord has sent them to us. They, yeah, you, know? yeah. you, you got to work to get to your <laughs> yeah. place. Yeah, people don't just drive by okay. and say, hang I'm going to jump hang in. Hang on, the- I've got right. this map. This map will work. And, and the good thing is, uh, my map quest gets me right to your place. Yeah. It, it does work. I don't know how it gets there, yeah. but but it does. And it gets here. Whether you get off at West Frankfurt and come that way, or you get off at of Benton, it'll come both ways. Yes. I've learned that. Okay. But, but, It'll get you there. So they have to want to come find yeah, you, right? So, right, right. So everyone that's come to my shop, the Lord has sent them. Yeah, that's, you know? right. that's and, right. And 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 it is amazing. In fact, uh, one of my first barbers uh, that, that was with me, he actually even said that. He said, I, "It is just amazing how I I didn't have no idea how many people had lost children yeah. or had lost a son or a daughter until I started working here, and it's just like every week 
you know, there'll be one or two people that'll come mm-hmm. in. And th- some of them know my past and my background, you know, especially if they, they were from Benton, and El- Benton Illinois. Right. And I think that, th- that they know that I can empathize with them and I can talk to them about it and we can pray about it. But there's sometimes there's no way they knew. Right. You know, uh, one story that uh, Stacy and I like to share was uh, it was a Saturday during the Christmas season about three or four years ago. And uh, there was an, an individual. It was it was a late Saturday and it was one of them days. I was already closing the shop up. The other barbers had left and uh, I literally was, was ringing out the cash register when a guy walked in and he said uh, uh, he needed to get a haircut. And it's sort of one of those things where you want to say, you know, I'm already closed. But I thought just that, you know, this guy's here. The Lord sent him out here. And I sit him in my chair and we started cutting hair. And he said he was trying to get ready because there was a candlelight vigil for his wife was putting on in Marion for uh, uh, families that had lost children. Mm. And he Mm. said, uh, we're trying to figure out who's going to be the guest speaker because today the guest speaker. Oh, my. The guest speaker has canceled. Their flights got canceled. Lord have mercy. So not only did I, so from immediately, the very next night, I'm I'm the the speaker speaker at, at right. you know, wow. and it's like divine like, appointment yeah, all the time, all and, the and time. we yeah. truly see that in our barber shop with the people that come out. Stacy and I'll talk about one time we had a lady a realtor came out, and she just came out and was just just by chance was talking to us, and then she started talking about all this stuff that had happened and how her son had, father had died or not her father her husband had passed away and. Stacy and I, next thing you know, we're praying for her in the driveway. Mm-hmm. And Stacy Stacy leaves, or she leaves, and Stacy said, That was so weird. I said, Stacy, that, that's exactly what we pray for. When we say we want to pray for people, give us opportunities to bless others for a shop. That I mean right. that, that was not an accident. Right. You know. Right. And it and it happens all, every, all the time. Yeah, it I, does. I, I want to say it happens every day, but it's pro- probably not quite every day. You know, every day I think people come out because of that, but I th- but we don't always get to pray for somebody every day. Right. But it happens a lot in our barbershop. Yeah. Extreme exigency. We're going to get into, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on at your place, but what does that mean? What does that mean? That's a great question. I mean, I mean, I mean, that I know it's extreme, so it's it's something bad. Yes. Or, or important, extreme. Yeah. Okay. Well, extreme exigency. People, whenever I first named our company I, that, the extreme exigency it. family of businesses and stuff, people said, why are you... Cr- you're doing that. And I said, in fact, a lot of people said, nobody's going to know what that means. I said, well, we're going to educate them. That's the point. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And, uh, exigency comes from the root word exigent, yeah. which exigent is, uh, it's common in law enforcement and emergency services terminology because they've been a lot of, a lot of times it's, they've been trained. In fact, Stacy and I was joking. We was watching something the other day and it was a crime show and, and they actually used the word like three different times. They said, wow, somebody else is using it. <laughs> uh, but it means a moment in time when you have to act. You know, it means that you can't sit on the sideline. You literally have to get in the game. Uh, you know, that somebody's falling through the ice. You got to get them out of the ice and out of the water, get right. them warm. Uh, so, you know, Stacy was is an OB nurse. You know, uh, she spent her whole life uh, delivering babies, and she has said to explain this in a term that that I can understand. So I said, uh, well, you're in the delivery room. The baby's coming. The head's crowning, and they look at you, Stacy, and say the doctor's stuck in traffic. She literally has to do something as the nurse and the ch- or the charge nurse, or, and she's one in charge. Or she has got to catch the baby. She's got yeah. to deliver the baby, or the baby's literally going to fall out on the ground. Right. She can't stand. She can't step back and be on the sidelines. She's got to get in the game, and uh, that's what exigency means. So, so, so if if the word uh, my dad's a surgeon uh, retired, and and he spent his life working in emergency rooms. Yes. So emergency is the result of not 
having exigency. So, so if you waited one more second, the baby's on the ground. You've got a, you, it, it's happened. Yeah, it's happened. So, so this it's is already to prevent, over. So yeah. exigency is right in front of the um, the, the crisis. Yeah, it stop. It prevents the emergency. Yeah, I I even like to say you know it's uh, not the bus coming down the road at thirty mile an hour. It's literally the bus is in the crosswalk. It's the threshold. It's at, you're right at the threshold. Yeah, it's right there. This bus is 35 mile an hour. It's in the crosswalk and you're in the crosswalk. I guess a way of saying yeah. this would be if you're in that moment, you're calling 911 one way or another. The question is, are you asking for an ambulance? Are you asking for law enforcement? You know, or yeah. both, you know, yeah. you, you're, you're fixing to report something happening. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's the it's, question is, are you a victim in it? Or are you reporting that, that something was stopped? Yeah. Well, the exigency is that moment where you have to stop it. Right. Where, you, where ha- you yeah. have to stop it. Yeah. Right. So you're going to slam the door on it. Yeah. Yeah. You're, 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 you have to get in the game. And, uh, it, or there's going to be ultimate crisis. Yeah, there's going to be it's life mo- loss threat. It's a mo- moment of time when you have to act. And the extreme tells you it's a, it's a life and death type moment. It, there's nothing more extreme than that moment that we're under attack or a loved one is under and, attack. And we're, we're going to get into that because I know in, in, I got to write this down so I don't forget that. And Illinois. In Illinois, the moment of extreme exigency is critical to somebody presenting a firearm. It, any, it, it's actually na- nationwide. I tell everybody. Anywhere. Well, yeah, the moment of extreme. And it's even more so now in today's world that we have to be able to show that it was a moment of extreme exigency. Right. We, have, we have 16 states that are passing mandatory retreat laws and different things like that. Where you have to retreat. Yeah. So you have to be in that moment of extreme exigency, immediate, unavoidable, life-threatening, deadly danger. I'm going to die if this doesn't I'm happen. I'm going to die if I don't act. Right. You know, or somebody right. else is going to die if I don't do something. Yeah. And, you know, our, our state statute specifically states that, even though it says that we can use force likely to cause death or great bodily harm to stop or prevent a forcible felony, unless that forcible felony also includes the moment of extreme exigency, it's not going to be justified and it's not going to be a righteous yeah. shooting. And the statute specifically says that the only time you can use force likely to cause death or great bodily harm is to prevent imminent death or great bodily harm well what is imminent death and great bodily harm the moment of extreme exigency immediate unavoidable life-threatening deadly danger mm-hmm. and wow. the interesting thing about you know that moment is that moment that moment comes and goes so the moment that 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 moment exists justification exists if the moment goes away justification goes away if the moment returns justification returns yeah mm-hmm. so wow. yeah so uh, and and you know, it, it, so that became sort of our motto, you know, obviously that absolutely, you know, the moment we want to avoid is that moment of extreme exigency. Right. That gives a, give me just a little bit, cause I'm going to show a clip here in a minute, but, but, but we're going to get deeper into this big time folks, big time. This is so important what you're going to learn today and in these different episodes, because we're going to really give you some tools. We're going to show you what tools he has to get you prepared. And you're going to get this from a Christian perspective, which is really good. Uh, give me just a kind of a spotlight of the different, things you offer at Extreme Agency, besides a haircut. Okay. And, and, and we want you to come get a haircut. Yeah. And don't forget to talk about, you just you just briefly said avoid. We want to avoid being in those situations. Ever yeah. being in those and moments. So yeah. we need to talk about I, that. Yeah. Too. Yeah, what, and what's interesting is when I've taken these classes and we've had church people go through these classes, more of the class is spent not getting to the point to produce a firearm than it is to the firearm side. Yes. Although you're properly trained, if that moment comes, a lot of it is not to be in the situation, not to have to do that, how to uh, remove yourself from those positions. I, I what, That's what we've liked about it the best is, Mr. Miyagi, the best way not to get hit is not be there. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. Yeah, the con- the, the yeah, karate the, kid. The conflict, the conflict we avoid is the one we win. Right. You know, I even tell people, you know, uh, you know, in, in life we have different missions. You right. know, and uh, you know, our mission as 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 citizens is to protect ourselves, our loved ones, our family, be a mm-hmm. prudent, good, a good member of society. You know, uh, you know, in law enforcement, their mission was to take people to jail. You know, and uh, to 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 protect our citizens, protect and serve. Uh, well, as individuals. Our mission is much different than what my mission was for 30 years. Absolutely. Right. So, you know, I tell everybody, you know, you should outsource your violence. You know, right. I mean, I mean, I mean, why get involved in something when you call law enforcement? Let right. them do it. Let them do right. it. Let, let them, you know, and, and the conflict we avoid, the violence we avoid is 100% of the time we won. The That's we right. Win, right. You know, so. What are, what, what are those? Tell me about the different programs and things you do. Just give me a summary of those. We're going to dig deeper into those in the yeah. next episode. Well, we, give an overview. We, well, we because we're a sort of a family of businesses. There's a you know extreme exigencies training academy, and then there's an educational foundation, which is the shooting park. Yeah, let me course, put that up here. Yeah. I've got the graphic for that your training yeah. academy and shooting park. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that, that is actually a five hundred one c three. It's a it's a nonprofit. Very uh, cool. The proceeds that come from that pay for colleges, scholarships, and stuff like that, and keep our targets wow. paid and stuff like that. I love so, that. Yeah, we give away three scholarships a year. So it, it, it's, we're, we're very proud of that. Yeah, that's uh, great. Yeah, and then, uh, but the uh, the training academy, it uh, the training academy itself, we provide, of course, concealed carry firearm training. Right. Uh, that's a two-day, 16-hour course, unless you're a law enforcement or a military veteran or something like that, that they, they can get, they can get the, the, the amount of hours lowered to eight hours. Or, uh, and then we do, uh, we do a, the Predator's Playbook, which is a presentation that we've been talking a little bit about. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a minimum of two hours. Uh, we spend the whole time talking about uh, how to, when, when we're likely to be a victim, when we're vulnerable, when we're not vulnerable, how to recognize what, what predators do. That's why I call it the playbook. You know, if you could look into the, if your Steelers could have looked over there and seen the coach, yeah. coach's uh, playbook, it would have been advantageous for them because they'd know all the players. Our play was right. don't fumble and turn over the ball too many yeah. times in the first half. Yeah. So, Golly. so uh, but that's sort of what, how it's sort of geared at. So what, what do we do? What, what do we recognize that this, this person might be a predator? What are they doing? Right. And uh, we talk about that and uh, we build on that. Uh, and then, uh, uh, for, so, and then we also do, uh, we still do a basic handgun class. We offered it a couple times a year. I got that graphic up yeah. there. Yeah, there you and go. Then, uh, well, I've got somebody in the church now that says, uh, I, she's an older lady in the church, uh, Barb. She says, I, I think I need to get mine. I live alone now. And I, I don't even know. And I told her, I said, I want you to go over and sign up and take the basic handgun course. Yes. Go do that. I'm not worried about him getting you certified because they're good at that. But you need to go learn how to handle and load yeah. and treat and, that. And I, actually, people ask me which one of the two they should take first. And uh, I sort of have the, the thought that you still, just because the state of Illinois has that six-month waiting period. Take it, wait on your license, and then go take this. Yeah. yeah that, right. That's what I said. Take, take the concealed <laughs> carry class, get the process For those who don't know, your CCW, you don't walk in, you can walk in and take his course in 16 hours, but the process, even with Stacy expediting it for you, can take them six months yeah, yeah, four to, to six get your months, license yeah. forever. For, for, during COVID, it was longer than that. Yes. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, and so 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 you would take the course because you're going to go through basic safety and it's in a controlled setting. Yeah, and you guys think I'll never be able to pass the gun shooting. His people are so good on the range where they teach you. I promise you, if you can, sh- it, you know, at the, at the when you go to the fair and you shoot the little gun and you knock out the star, you'll be able to do this. Yeah. So th- then go back and really learn and about yeah, cause, a Because you know the difference between the two is again, it's the the. The state of Illinois, the, the, the concealed carry portion, you know, they're more focused on that. There's four hours of statutory law. 
then there's federal law, all of those things that we have to cover, uh, dry firing, shooting, you know, different things like that. Tons of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Nomenclature of all different types of firearms. So there's things that are required that, that are not specifically designed And Illinois is more rigorous than anybody. Any state in the nation. E- even yeah. though we, we, we don't reciprocate to anybody, we are unfriendly to all other uh, states. Everybody, most everybody will reciprocate to us because the extent of our training That's was better ex- than theirs. Ex- absolutely. Yeah, I explained that in, in our class. I never understand why people reciprocate with us because we're not nice. That's why I have a Utah and a Florida permit from yes. you. I, and he helps with Utah permits in Florida, which Florida cover other permit. states. Yes. Yeah. But but what's cool is Illinois doesn't reciprocate, but others will do that because of their extens- the extensive uh, work. Yeah. And it, it's, it's re- it, the difference is, is they're recognizing our permits, but there's no reciprocity. Right. Yeah. Isn't that so, interesting? Yeah. 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 State of Illinois doesn't honor anything. Illinois goes like, yeah, you didn't do anything yeah. when I did it, you know? Yeah, they will let uh, let uh, other concealed carry permit holders drive through our state, you right. know, as long as they stay in their car. You better not use it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's about it, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And, and we're not the safest state in the world. No. 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 You drive through Chicago or St. Louis, yeah, yeah you'll wish. Uh, that's just crazy. So you got the basic handgun course. Uh, you guys are doing all kinds of you're doing stuff with churches that's how we met yes um we'll talk about that more in the next episode because i think that's a good story of its own are, are you doing any training for churches at all we, for worship? We, well i still do the predators playbook is actually uh, we have a predators playbook designed specifically for here we go i got churches. that yeah and it, it uh, most of the church got a couple graphics yeah. you don't want your church to be this church with this this yellow tape remember no. that yeah 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 uh, but look uh, at this this is another church's victim i've seen yeah. I, you had three graphics where it shows you churches can very quickly become that place yeah. well Sa- satan's the greatest terrorist we're ever going to deal with right you know and, the, and this one in the background is the, is the texas shooting you know yeah. uh what in the texas church. Th- that person responded their security responded about as well as you could probably Our, could uh i do uh i do criticize them a little bit that he probably should never got in the sanctuary he should never got in yeah right because yeah recognized what yeah was going on. because you know he, he was wearing a black trench coat and he was wearing a disguise, a fake beard. So, and I, I said, I don't want to criticize them because the Lord was with them. I mean, everybody talks about that shot, you know, divine intervention. Right. I mean, he was a skilled marksman. You guys he, don't understand what he's talking about, but recognize our security team here. We have about eight people on our security team. Some are seated, some are up, some are visible. Uh, Colt's dad is one of our security leaders, and he's he's an up person. Colt's dad's a, Kevin's a, a significantly, uh, figure of a man yeah he's yeah. kind of like when, bigfoot in resemblance yeah when, he, when you walk in when, when you walk in the center you see him or you'll see kerwin two of our lead security people kerwin's our lead guy yeah. now you'll see those two guys you're like intimidation I, I need to probably try the baptist church or somebody else up the road this is not going to go well yeah. so so they're there on purpose they're yes. seated they, they they show a presence but honestly they look like the nicest they're the nicest they're, guys yeah, in the world the nicest well people. and one of the things i tell one of the things that churches should do is they should announce that they have armed security. We do, and they got yeah. badges and, and, on, and, and they're could, sitting in positions. Yeah, and it could be as simple as the pastor just saying, I want to thank you know, our security team. I, I say all the time, our safety yeah. security team's here today. Yeah, uh, and if, if uh, and then just that alone, because most of the time the, the, the people have visited the church before. Yeah. Most of the time the predators have. Right. So if they just hear that, then that, that alone... You know, they don't know who's a security right. team and who's yeah. not. And in our seats, right. once you get to it, so they, they have positions. We have one out front. And then in our church, we have different seating positions. Those seats have placards in them. And people are spread out. They have different assignments. We always tell people our safety and security teams not necessarily to be here to 
do physical things, but they could be going to get a defibrillator. They could be calling 911. They could be evacuating us in a tornado or storm or letting us know there's a fire in part of the building. They have multiple other assignments. Yeah, and and, uh, well, I've even said part of the security team's assignment is even to, to, to... protect the minister I, absolutely i've got yeah. two that yeah. do that for me yeah because not even just from uh you know in today's world just not only from predators but also from a somebody a member of the opposite sex absolutely tries to get when i walk out or tries to i will walk out of the sanctuary the i will yeah. walk out of the sanctuary yeah. mid-service before i go up to preach to go to run to the restroom office and one of those security people will come all the way to my door and follow me yeah. and they know what i'm doing but they want to make sure somebody wouldn't walk in behind me and try to accuse me of something. And they do it for me, too. They yeah. do it for if, her, if too. I they'll the they'll follow around her. Because that could be as, as damaging as anything to yeah. the church. And, 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 and we lock all the other doors so they know if somebody's in there, they're waiting. The other thing they do is when the service is over and people come around on me, uh, one, one of our representatives stays with me until the crowds dwindle down. And, you know, if we get down to six or seven people around, he'll look around and go, Pastor, are you comfortable with who's left in the room? Yeah. And I'll go, I am. And then he'll say, you're relieved of duty. Yeah. But they'll, you won't even know they're there. They'll stay in the background. The same guy that does that is the same guy that his assignment is if something would occur, tornado, store, shooter, fire. His job is on the far side to exit. Uh, his job is to exit people out a back door we have and, a, and another stage door. Mm-hmm. So he, he's got other roles. And so what's interesting about it is we have people designed to kind of come from several spots, our, our visible people and our invisible people. And really a lot of that just stops it from even happening. You yeah. Know, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, and the thing is, that, and with that said too, is you don't know what pieces of violence you have, you know, averted, how many have been, haven't happened right. just because the person is there. And here's the funny part. We had a kid, exactly. we had, we've had several of these over the years, but one of our guys at the door is part of our security team. It's this guy, he's real friendly. He's a greeter. He's kind of, he's always kind of a greeter, but he's on our security team. So, so we had this dude come in hoodie on, didn't know him from Adam hoodie, deep hoodie, you know, down yeah. here, Darth Vader looking dude, come in, come all the way across the receipts. And, uh, he had about three people sitting around him in about 12 seconds. You know, they were sitting around him, but then he got up to go do something. And in the meantime, that guy gave him a big hug. Welcome to Community Faith Church. Then he walked past me. He said, don't worry, Pastor. He's not carrying anything. Yeah, I call that the Baptist hug. People wonder why a couple of our greeters are a little maybe rap friendly. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they love you with the love of the Lord, and they see in you the glory of our king, and they want nothing to happen in our church. Yeah. And and so he'll tell me, no, we've checked him out. He, he couldn't be carrying anything. Yeah. So, so And then next day, he got, pulls his hood off, and it's one of the kids from our church. I don't know if he had a bad day. I grabbed him afterwards. Said, Son, when you walk in this place, reveal your head. Yes. You, you have no idea what went off in this service, you know, in the back of the service for 10 minutes while you had that hoodie pulled down looking like Darth Vader. Yeah. You know? And what you're saying is there should have been there could have been more detection, more interaction. Yeah, well, and that's I mean we want we want our churches to be open and inviting <laughs> and, 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 and for to, to welcome to the broken, uh, but at the same time we have a duty to protect them yeah. and protect our our. We're going to get deeper. I promise you're going to get deep in this because we didn't even get to the ethos, but I want to come back to the ethos of this in the next part. But let me show. I want to show this real quick. Get ready. I want you guys to get a view of we'll get to the barbers the home of the arm barbers but i want you to see their facebook video that kind of gives you a snapshot of all these different things that are happening and you get a feel for the place and you can start checking it out here and i'll come back and and we'll we'll wrap up this episode so get ready to check this out you ready you ready for us colt we're gonna fire this out this is incredible watch this guys
All right. Extreme exigency. Wow. Training Academy and Shooting Park and barbers. Yeah. Go get your hair done. These barbers are some tough looking dudes too in there. <laughs> some Tad, of them are. Yeah. yeah Tad, I've noticed that though. I've known quite a few barbers. They're all, they're all pretty tough guys. Yeah. You know, more barbers. I mean, I've, more of these guys are You're training. You're seeing more barber shops pop up here and there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Old yeah. school so too. I, hope, I love hope, it. I'm hoping that. You know, I, I wanted to create a place a guy could go between work and home one a bar. Yeah. Um, everybody asked me how did the transition from law enforcement into barbering take place. Yeah. And, uh, and it was actually not intended to be a, what it's become. Uh, I mean, going wrong, I, I did want it to be a place a man could go between work and home, one a bar, and I foreseen it to be a, you know, a type of ministry. Yeah. But most of it was it was going to be, I've got the training academy open. I'm going to be teaching just on the weekends. I'm going to need something to do during the week oh. when I'm there. And uh, my grandfather had been a barber, and I remembered as a kid going up and watching the old men whittle and uh, reading Marvel comic books and just yeah. sort of hanging out there. And I thought, you know, this was this property had been in my family for four generations. So even though my grandfather hadn't had a barber shop out there, there was always barber chairs on the sh on the property, yeah. you know, either on the back porch or in the bar. I mean, so whenever he'd have to have a spare if something happened, and he cut hair out there sometimes for the family, you know. Uh -huh. So I thought, what a great thing maybe to put a barber shop back out there. So uh, a couple of years after I'd left uh, law enforcement, I had, went into barber college, and then after I when I left the barber college, my I, uh, there was another barber student that was there. Uh, he didn't have a place to go. He didn't have a job. He had a family. And I said, hey, if you want to take a leap of faith with me, you know, you're welcome to come out here and barber with me. And uh, it just it just blossomed from there. That's Very so Lord, cool. The Lord just kept sending us people. That is so cool. Yeah. I love as, that. As we wrap this, you gave me a mission statement beforehand to glorify God by being a faithful servant of all that is instructed to us. I love that you've put God first in everything you do. Absolutely. You, you and Stacey are amazing with that. And to have a positive influence on all who come in contact with Extreme Exigency family, the Arm Barbers and the Arm Barber College. We're going to talk about the Extreme Exigency family in the next episode. All, all the guys that are part of training and, and doing the training and, and those that have been amazing. Um, we'll talk a little more about your your, your, your barbershop and different things that the training camp, I mean, the training academy and the shooting camp offer. We're going to get into that a little deeper. So if you want to get out there, 618-629-3422, you can call and find out when their next classes are. You can go online. Uh, their online site is extremeexigency.com, and they've got a great website, got a Facebook site as well. Go check that out, Extreme Exigency. That's E-X-T-R-E-M-E-E-X-I-G-E. E N C Y dot com. If you're online and you're listening and not watching it, uh, call 618-629-3422. Check that out. Go find it on Facebook and uh, find out what classes or what's happening next. They've got their, their classes. They're different. The Predator Playbook. They've got the beginner's class. You've got your CC, uh, CCW classes coming up. Uh, you've got your renewal. If you've already got your license, you're doing renewal classes. You've Every got month. just shooter park out there. Just go out there and shoot and do some training and different things that they have to offer. I'm going to tell you in the next episode how we met, guys, how I got connected with them, and why they're here on this show today. You don't want to miss that. It's a great story. It, it, we, we, him and I uh, together triggered every news media network in this area. I even got interviewed internationally by the national news media. Mm -hmm. When we first met, uh, Ray got me. He didn't get me in trouble, but he got me on the spotlight. Everybody that was anybody was calling me and asking me, what are you doing this for? So, And, I, and I'll explain that to you because it'll explain to you why I think there's something special. And so we'll, we'll do 
that in the next episode. In the next episode, we're going to come back. In addition to getting a little deeper into the ethos, we're going to talk a little bit about what you do and about are things better today? And, and, and then the need and the next steps to be ready for that moment. Uh, uh, you know, we're going to get into that a little bit. And I've got a few other great questions we're going to talk about as well in that episode. So you can go find out more about on the dot go to on the doc.org and find our episodes and different shows that we're doing both in season three right now and you can go back and look at season two and one in our archives info at on the doc.org if you've got questions you get questions about their website we'll put that up in the description notes of this show just look in youtube under the description and donna will have their website link there as well go to youtube spotify itunes and google play facebook roku rumble and sermonette to watch our show but go to youtube first we want you to go there first hit subscribe like notify tell other people about this crazy man and his incredible uh, business out there. And then go see if you can find them. You, you'll find them. Put it, in, <laughs> put it in your map quest. When you get out there, you're going to love their whole program out there. Go get your hair cut. Go out there and learn how to use a handgun properly to protect your family. And don't be a victim. Don't be a victim. Watch out for those predators. Go to Patreon. Become one of our partners. There's four levels of partnership, three levels of sponsorship. And if you want one of these Faraday bags, go, guess what, to slnt.com. Promo code OTD, that'll get us some money from what you buy, but you also be buying things that'll protect your privacy. Lots of different things you can buy. Check those out, and uh, we'll run a commercial at the end of this episode before we log off just so you can see what's happening with that. And I, I want you to be able to see these products. They're, they're great, Ray. You're going to love that. Yes. Uh, if you don't have a church home, come out to COF uh, Community Faith Church if you'd like. I'm the pastor here. Uh, you don't have to come here if you don't want to. COFTV.com. You can check out video, our Sunday or Wednesday services. Uh, we're in Marion, Illinois. Ray, where do you go to church? Uh, I, I I've been, been going to Cornerstone and Marion for Fantastic. 20 years. Well, yeah. And we've had Cornerstone on the show. Absolutely. There's certainly another great place you can go yes. to church here in Marion as well. We just want to make sure you're in a Bible-believing, Bible-fearing church. And Ray Absolutely. certainly is. We've yes. had your pastor be, on. Be part of a church. And, uh, you know, we we fight from victory yeah. every day. Well, we'll be back in part two. We'll go much deeper. Mother Beth, thank you for all the good conversation mm -hmm. you've had. It's been a good show, hasn't it? It has. All right, fantastic. What we're going to do is here, before I sign off, I'm going to sign off, but before I log out, I'm just giving our, our, our uh, cult a, a warning that I'm going to end with our SLNT commercial, and that'll be the last thing you hear from us before we log off and get out of here. But come on back in part two and get ready for a little bit more as we go deeper into this, taking it to the street spotlight, extreme agency, part two, don't miss it. But in in the meantime, you don't want to be a victim. Go see him. If you don't want your stuff taken, watch this. There are more than 8 billion phones in the world. The fact that threatens your privacy, security, and health. With Silent Pocket Faraday protection, you can regain control over your mobile devices. We get it. Privacy and security are inconvenient topics. And you may feel like you have nothing to hide, but the fact is that in the modern world, your laptop is never really off. Your phone emits a signal, even in airplane mode. And everything from your passport to your credit cards contains RFID, and all of it contains valuable private information that is easily exploited in the wrong hands. Silent Pocket offers a range of products you already use, wallets, bags, travel gear, laptop sleeves, key cases, but with the added protection of our patented Faraday technology, which turns your devices invisible and safe from the outside world. Many industries, from top business professionals to government officials, require the use of Faraday products for the day-to-day -day security of them and their staff. They understand that we are constantly at risk and take the necessary steps to prevent future attacks. We offer this elite technology to anyone that values their personal data 
and we are proud to offer a premium range that fits seamlessly into your everyday life, providing security without looking like a tinfoil hat. As we learn to live with technology, Silent Pocket stands on the three pillars of privacy, security, and health. Our goal is to provide harmony with mobile technology without risking our most valuable information. We hope you'll trust us to help you do the same.